Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading Sunranto's pre-posterous show. It's our pre- and post-game from yesterday. Uh, you can hear what we thought was going to happen, and you can hear what happened after the game. So um, I just wanted to give you a quick message, because this show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. They help pay the bills around here, and you can subscribe, too, um, for early and ad-free access to the audio version of this show. Obviously, we go live and on uh, YouTube and Facebook, on Crawley's Clubhouse and the Sun Ranto page. But if you prefer listening to it in uh, podcast form, well, you can do it early uh, through patreon.com slash sunranto and also ad-free. So you won't have to hear the ads that are embedded within this particular production about, uh, you know, Manscaped and betonline.ag. Those are our sponsors for this version of the show but you don't have to hear that you just subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto it's very easy it's a dollar a month uh won't you join us preview cups preview cups preview cups preview from the sunranto show All right, fellas, you about What's ready to on? make you about ready to make it three straight for our Chicago Cubbies? No, four straight, four straight, my friend. Four you forgot straight. the Jason Hayward, uh, the Hayward walk off, the yeah, the, the no hitter, the the U Darvish comeback hit by pitch off, K- and K- Cameron Maben, uh, the Cameron Maben game, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, remember his whole life. And uh, so what What weird new thing is going to happen tonight? Uh, we see vintage John Lester, and he builds upon his last incredible start. You know, I really don't worry too much about what's going to happen. Just, you know, as Al Davis used to say, just win, baby, win. That's all at this point. Let's get these things down. Let's uh, – Let's get these guys some rest. Let's let's make sure that everybody's in good shape and ready to go for the season. Yeah, um, I wanted to start with uh, something that happened last night on the, and there was a little fallout from today of uh, you know the the Tom and Laura event out there in uh, Gallagher Way, in which you know they they did an anti racism campaign. They went out there. Tom had it, gave a little speech. I don't. I'd love to know what he said. I, I don't think there's film of it. I couldn't find it. Uh, and racism shirt, and then Laura had her Black Lives Matter shirt on. But um, I happened to see this on Twitter in response to the Cubs tweeting out about it uh, today. Uh, this guy said, keep your politics to yourself and away from our beloved game. Bye-bye, Cubbies. Bye-bye, season tickets. You will never get another nickel of my money. 
And I spent about $17,000 just last year alone. And I was like, this guy. And then I looked at his name, Joe, Joe White. White. <laughs> oh, I got a kick out of that. Um, yeah, I, I did a lot of thinking about this today. You know, I just kind of wanted to bring it up. And, you know, I got to say, you know, even though the Ricketts talk out of both sides of their mouths, because they got one Trump, one, uh, one brother at QAnon meetings shilling for Trump, and then you got Tom and Laura out here and racism, and racism and Black Lives Mattering, making uh, Joe White all pissed off. And I, I wondered, I just, I, I'm wondering, is there a giant split within this family politically, or are they just talking out of both sides of their mouths so that eventually they can become the Kennedys? Well, you know, 100%, Laura is not in with, you know, the rest of her family. I mean, even if she gets along with them in certain ways, uh, there are definitely political issues within this family. Yeah, within any family, there's going to be political differences. They just happen to be billionaires. I mean, that's kind of where it goes, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of what is done if you're that big of a public figure is a show. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, like, you know, I, I hope they're going to keep doing good things. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the, whether or not it's, it's true and from the heart, at least it's getting recognized and, and they're doing, there's a subgroup within the Cubs organization that's working on some of the equity and inclusivity issues that we, you know, we've been discussing on this show for a while and, uh, Go from there. Well, and they've got money, so they can actually do something to change things. And, you know, I know, like, I work at a small theater that has been in a, in a segregated city, has been trying to diversify itself very purposefully in the fact that we're just trying to be more exclu- inclusive with the people that live in our city, that are our actual neighbors. And it's very important uh, to all arts arts groups to, to do something about it and to change the way things are. But there's not much we can do from a staff level because there's no money. It's a theater, you know what I mean? But Tom Ricketts and Laura, they got a ton of money, so maybe they can actually uh, make real change. Uh, I enjoyed this, though. Uh, uh, our, our man Chevelle PR down in Puerto Rico says, is Laura still upset that her brothers keep hogging the spotlight? And it's a, and I said, oh, they'll use her eventually. And a B-Live writes in, here's a fun fact. Someone I know is working a lawsuit involving Laura and a tour of her home was required. And there is not a single photo of her family to be found in the place. <laughs> <laughs> I found that particularly yeah. uh, hilarious. I, you know, I tweeted the other day, we need to just start making it a thing that whatever we talk about the owners of this team, we refer to Laura only. Yeah, we Laura, just call her the owner rather than talk about Tom. Yeah. Well, I, I, Laura's, I mean, that's the first thing I've seen her at for a while. So um, the other thing that happened uh, today is, uh, well, this was funny. Uh, B-Live, our friend, again, uh, he tweeted this out about uh, Yadier Molina last night. This cracks me up. LOL, he sure loves the platinum blonde look. Someone needs to tell Slim Shady over here that 98 called. Uh, I think he 98 degrees called, and they want their look back. Also, who wore it better? <laughs> it's no, I, I was thinking it was 1998. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I love the uh, the hair looking like the ramen, ramen. noodles. Ramen hair. Yeah, I got to love the Robin hair. And the um, big news, though, to come out uh, today was the uh, spring training schedule. Yeah, that's not big news. 
Yeah. Well, it's big news it because they think it's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And they think that we're going to be able to go to it. So that's the real big news about it. I mean, they said tickets in January. Book your flights, I guess. Uh, get yourself some N95s <laughs> and get down to Scottsdale. Book your Mesa. COVID flight Put your COVID- and head down to Arizona, one of the worst places. One, one of the worst places to go for this. The just, I'm telling you right now, people are already, I've already gotten texts and calls and messages like, hey, you going down? Uh, what's the plan? What days we going? What games you want to catch? People are 100% gung-ho, you know? So I, I'm just telling you that uh, from that standpoint. People want to go. I mean, it, and I agree, man. I, I, hey, if there are games happening, I figure, why the hell not? Get over yeah, there. I just... Schedule release day does absolutely nothing for me, well, and it never has. It's well, it's like, oh, they're planning on having a, a season next year. It gave All me right. something to complain about. There's only <laughs> there's only one weekend that the Cubs are home all weekend, and it's the 20th and 21st of March. Diamondbacks and the Angels. Uh, so there's not even a Cubs. There's a couple Friday Cubs White Sox games, and then they. And spring training with like those uh, uh, exhibitions versus the White Sox, like the final warm up to the season. They're doing that versus the Sox, which is pretty cool, except for that they kick our butts. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a great Sloan schedule. I mean, and you know, you look at some of the weekend games, the Reds, they're pretty far away from where Sloan Park is. Uh, the Dodgers. Terrible place. The only good one is the Giants and the Diamondbacks here uh, on the weekend. Everything else is pretty far. Padres play out in Peoria. So if I was going to give you some advice, don't go the 13th and 14th because you're not going to be happy. You'll just be in your car the whole time. Um, I can tell you, though, schedule release is big is a big deal for me. I mean, I, it doesn't matter when, you know, when they tell us CubCon is happening, when when the schedule comes out and you just want to see what's happening. Shit, I get excited about the giveaway schedule when that comes out. So, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of fun time to just plan and kind of, you know, right now, especially with everything that's going on, is people just thinking about, man, just hopefully by that time, some shit will be down and we can have some sort of normalcy. Obviously, this is going to be a huge deal to try to get a vaccine and try to get a rollout and there's no vaccine yet. And, and once there is, how does it get distributed and all that stuff? A lot of it is wishful thinking, but you know what? That's really a lot, what a lot of people have right now is just to hang their hat on is, Hopefully, you know, we just want to get back to our lives and back no. to normal. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Other other people definitely get excited about the schedule. I understand that. To me, it's it's a fucking snooze. Yeah, like, like I, I can I mean I mean, they're gonna play the same teams. They play the same teams every fucking year. <laughs> and if Rob Manfred has anything well, to do do with it, they, they're gonna get rid of the different leagues altogether. That's a baseball and, season. Oh well, they always play the Cardinals. Oh, they always play the Pirates. Right. You know, but, that, but that's year. what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck are we looking at? Like, well, I'm, what you want to do is, is, is you take a look at it and you say, Hey Danny, dude, what, what weekend you want to go down there, man? Let's exactly. let's, that's a, that's a, let's go this weekend. Let's plan some shit. Let's get some the people football out there. schedule is a makes a a little more sense to me because you know a lot of times they don't actually know who they're playing because they only play you know they play eight of their 16 games against uh their division and then or maybe not even eight six and then they have 10 games that you're finding out where whether they're going to be in chicago or not like you don't even know that you know when you've got a 162 game schedule and you're going to play all these teams quite a bit you know i don't know it now it I would be 
shocked and amazed, and I would be really into this schedule if they were like, nope, whole season is just going to be against the Cardinals this year, kind of like what they did this year, right? We're going to play, you know, if they would have put out the schedule and the Cardinals don't get to play in St. Louis again, that would have been exciting now that's for a, me. Now that's a sketch. <laughs> the wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. <laughs> now, talking about exciting, last night the uh, Cubs took the first game 6-5, to five, and this is what I've been talking about for a while. Chicago's top four of their lineup, Hap, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, combined to go 8-15 for 15 with four runs, two doubles, two walks, two hit-by-pitches, and three RBIs. Yu Darvish, another quality start, his ninth, tied for most in the majors with Shane Bieber and Lance Lynn. And, uh, Danny, I think you were asking about this last night. The Cubs' victory was the team's first via a walk-off hit-by-pitch since June 12, 2008 versus Atlanta. And, and it was Reed Johnson, everybody's favorite outfielder, that got plunked. Yeah, he got plunked by a lot of pitches, too. He'd lean into him. He was like, oh, he'd uh, lean in, yeah. who's that guy in the Reds? Dietrich, who he had for two seconds that was leaning into pitches that whole series last year. Yeah, that was that's an odd one. It doesn't happen too much, you know. Twelve years go by before it happens again, so it probably only happened a handful of times in in uh, Cubs history at all. Um, yeah, th- that was that was a fun game last night. Coming from behind like that, I you know, I I don't think we've seen a heck of a lot of that. We've seen other teams come from behind on us, but we haven't seen a you know a Cubs team that was down six to you know or and down at all. Uh, really kind of overtake uh, a team yeah. in the late innings. Well, early in this season, that 13, you know, game sort of like that they were winning early on, they were scoring a lot in those late innings. And then it's just over the last month, we haven't seen scoring yeah, those, in any inning really. at all. You know, like, any or maybe like the first or second inning, they'd get one or two, but then that was it for the rest of the game. So, yeah. Yeah, it was fun to to just see them slap the ball around, do some stuff on the bases. You know, yeah. Javi scoring from first on a steal was, was amazing. Well, and that's just a couple of days after uh, when the Brewers weren't paying attention. He just, like, walked home from uh, third base, you know, <laughs> and Craig Council got kicked out of the game. I, I, you know, what a week. It, I, I'm, I was thinking about because he got kicked out of another game, I, I think yesterday because of uh, Yadier Molina. And that whole fracas that happened yesterday when Yachty stuck his glove out and then took exception to getting so hit. I, I doubt, and I didn't look at this. Did Yachty get kicked out? No. He never seems to no. get kicked out for he anything. Not. He could be. He started a fight. That's supposed to be suspendable. Yeah. Nothing ever right happens Nothing to that. Nothing happens dude. to him. It's the ramen hair. It's the ramen noodle hair. <laughs> it's like, it's mesmerizing and delicious. Um, well, but, you know, after the, after, you know, today's game, uh, is this is not a hundred percent accurate because St. Louis did finish winning the first game of the doubleheader 
against Milwaukee. So Milwaukee is fading fast. Uh, I don't know if the Cubs put a dagger in their heart or what, but, uh, you know, this is where we are right now with the Cubs in first place by five games. So you really you can't complain now. about that. Four and a half now is St. Louis and Milwaukee's back six and a half. And like I said, Cincinnati just kind of lurking in those waters, letting these two teams beat up on each other. Uh, as far as the Cubs go tonight, you have uh, Aaron Savell, uh, who is what, three and five with a 388 ERA versus John Lesta. So, uh, you know, Savale, been, I think it's Savale. I'm not Savale. sure. I think so. Like, you know, it's Telly Savalas. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's only been around for a little bit, and uh, he's got a 92-mile-per-hour sinker, 88-mile-per-hour cutter, and a 76-mile-per-hour curve. So it's not quite as slow as, like, Alec Mills's curve or, or uh, Hendrix's, but he has a slider, he's got a change, and the one pitch he doesn't throw that much is the four-seam fastball, and, that, and he has one. So he's another dude with a lot of pitches, and a lot of them are going slow. And hopefully the Cubs can and I and I assume he's throwing that for a strike because he's got fifty six strikeouts this year. Yeah. And Lester on Friday was really good striking out eight uh, and six shutout innings versus the Brewers. So, you know, hey, he was a tough tough luck loser on that game, but it was a lot better than what we've seen lately. So if you look at home, he's 0-2 with a nine ERA. Mm. But on the road, he's 2-0 with the 2.30 ERA. Well, so, here's the scary stat there. Look at the home runs. Nine home runs at home in four games. No home runs on the road in five games. Weren't like half those home runs or at least six of them from the White Sox game? I think so, yeah. And, and probably most of them from Obreu. Obreu, like he's some Irish guy. It's Obreu. It's Obreu. Hey. Jose Obreu. That's Jose Obreu. Good morning, are you? Good morning, Jose. Where's yeah. Celtic Drizzle? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, Savali, if that is indeed his real fake name, uh, you know, he's going to give you some length. 100 pitches, 101 pitches going out there. He's been over 100 pitches uh, six times out of his nine starts. Um you you look at the strikeouts here. He's hit nine a couple of times, eight once, uh, seven in his last start. He's going to go at least six innings. He has a complete game against Pittsburgh. Uh, so and he's got a three eighty three eighty eight ERA. So um, so people have been able to square him up a little bit, uh, but it's not via the long ball because he's only given up seven home runs in uh, nine games. It's about average for what you'd get. And uh, expect in this day and age of everybody hitting home runs, and um, the Cubs have only the only guy that's seen him is Maven. Maven, Maven, Ma- who got who? Hopefully, he's okay uh, after that uh, hit by pitch. He's in the lineup. Yep. So Ian Happ leading off. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras. Uh oh, we finally got another guy back under the two hundred mark. Oh, no. Kyle Schwarber, DH, in at one nine nine. Uh, bad game last night. Javi Baez at 206. Jason Hayward, 286. Cameron Maben at 244. And Nico Horner, 244. But this is what we were talking about, this game note right here. Since the ninth inning in Milwaukee on Saturday, the Cubs have hit for 325, 25 for 77, with 22 runs in their last in, uh, 18 innings, including seven hits in 16 at-bats with runners in scoring position, 438 average. That's where they were struggling. 
Rizzo three for four, hit by pitch. Uh, he has reached four times in his previous 29 plate appearances, spanning seven games. Chris Bryant looking better. These are the guys that are going to have to carry you through, and they have struggled throughout the season, especially Bryant and uh, Contreras and Baez and Schwarber. They got to turn it around, and, and hopefully we're starting to see some of those guys do that. Well, they don't have to all do it at the same time. I mean, that's what never happens. That's why you have a baseball team. It's like you'll have three three guys clicking at once. That's why you move your order around by, you know, pick dudes picking each other up, you know. That's how that works. You're never going to – very rarely are you going to have everybody hitting all at the same time. You know? uh, Tonski81 asks, is throw pitching in a Cubs uniform – uh, soon. I don't think so. I, we talked about this the other day. I think that his legs pretty much shot. He's not in South Bend. He's in Chicago. Um, so if, if he's here, why the hell wouldn't they activate him? So I'm, I'm not thinking anything's, I wouldn't look too much into that. He's a coach. Yeah. He's, he's a, a coach. He's having too much fun chilling on his back porch. That picture we saw. Yeah. He's yeah. relaxed. Yeah. He's having a good time. Now this is who the Indians are going to pop up here against the, against Johnny Lesta. Uh, Francisco Lindor, who had a monster game. Delino DeShields also had a monster game. They got him second. What was he batting yesterday, seventh or eighth? Yeah, yeah, and he's got a lot of speed, too. He, Delino, Del, Delino DeShields, I guess Delino DeShields Jr. is who it would be, um, even though he doesn't go by Junior because they have the same damn name as his, his dad. But, man, that dude can run. I mean, yep. he, was, he was disrupting the game just with his uh, legs last night. Jose Ramirez is uh, playing, is batting third. Carlos Santana cleaning up. The big man for Mil Reyes batting fifth. Jordan Luplo batting sixth. Oscar Mercado batting seventh. Austin Hedges eighth. And Yu Chang batting ninth. Oh, man, he couldn't have been in the lineup yesterday for a U versus U matchup. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that uh, would, yeah, too, too many U's. Uh, yeah, th- this should be good. Uh, John Lester, last time he went out there, he uh, gave up nothing on uh, only three hits. He walked two and struck out eight. That was some vintage Johnny. He went six. That was all against Milwaukee. Cubs screwed it up and lost one nothing in the ninth inning thanks to fish, <laughs> fish, fish-eyed Braun. Uh, but as you can see, his, his, uh, uh, his starts before that weren't quite as good. He's, his first three starts of the year, he gave up only two runs and 17 total innings. That's, and then after that, it kind of went off the rails. You know, he gave up five. He gave up eight. Uh, then he gave up one run against Detroit. But he only lasted five, and then he gave up five, and then he gave up five. So that's the John Lester that you don't want to see. Um, you know, it, I, if, he can, if he can learn, not learn, he already knows how to do it. If he can execute his pitches uh, with and use the softer stuff and mix it up and not just, you know, rely on that fastball like he's used to in his whole career. I mean, I feel like he's, he is learning how to pitch differently in fits and starts. And we saw a good John last, last time. It matched up great against the Brewers who were expecting something different, and hopefully we get the same thing. And here's how the Indians do against him. Uh, Carlos Santana, who's not in the lineup, is he hurt? No, I thought Carlos Santana was in the lineup. Is he? Yeah. Let's. Yep. Batting fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's batting fourth. All right. Sorry. So anyway, he does quite well against him. Batting three hundred. He's six for twenty. Uh, he's seen him the most. Has a, f- a few walks. And uh, Francisco Lindor does pretty well. He's got a dog off of him. So does Fran Mil Reyes, who is five for seven. <laughs> That's a batting average of 714. 
So oh, look at that OPS there. <laughs> yeah. 2.036. Yeah. It's so hopefully that comes down a little bit tonight because right now, as you're looking at it, uh, Fran Mill Reyes owns John Lester. Yeah. And John did face, uh, well, that must have been when he was playing with the Padres, by the way, because John did face Cleveland earlier this year. He only gave up three hits and one run. That was one of his good games. It was his third start of the season. He struck out four, didn't give up any home runs, had two walks. So hopefully that's the John Lester we get, and the Cubs end up sweeping the four-game season series versus Cleveland. You know, guys, uh, I, I, tonight is a special night. It's Cubs social night. Um, I've been doing this now since like 2014, I believe, going to Cubs social media night. Uh, you know, Danny and I, that's where we first kind of really yep. kind of started to get to talk in a little I, bit. I got my shirt on. I got the last year's version on. It, oh, yeah. Last year's version. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's to me, it's one of the great times where the Cubs community gets to come together. Uh, they did a virtual thing with Fergie Jenkins tonight, and I was listening <laughs> to it. And the one thing that really kind of caught my attention when they were talking about it is uh, Fergie was talking about some of the batting averages on the Cubs team being down, and he said, "Look, I really think that's a byproduct of being off that time that they that they were uh, when baseball was shut down, and that pitchers really have taken advantage of it." You know, I know we talked about the um, the idea of maybe it's not having the video room anymore, which Javi had brought up. But maybe it's just as simple as these pitchers are ahead of the hitters, and that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. And God only, you know, there's going to be a lot that I think that sabermetricians and other people are going to decipher about what really happened in 2020. Sabermetricians, yeah, <laughs> that's a great. It might make him whoosh. No, and that and that does kind of that does kind of make sense. But I think it's also you know it's it's those things put together make it even tougher on, you know, on those batters because they they just don't have the opportunity. Like, they come in, pitchers are on top, and the batters don't really get the opportunity, at least in-game, to really see what the pitcher's trying well, to do to them. I mean, and add to it, because it's not going great for pitchers either uh, with the amount of injuries that we've seen this year as well. Right. That's so, true, especially you know, early in the year. Yeah, so there were a lot of – I mean, I th- as, as I think we've been saying and kind of like – pounding the table on it's like i don't think you can judge any player by what they did this year good or bad that goes for brad miller of the cardinals who's playing out of his face right now because he's a covid truther and uh you know and joe west hasn't even missed a call this year because uh, the mask actually helps you know, <laughs> but, 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 it's a bizarre thing but i do encourage everybody to follow cubs social media yeah. at cubs on uh you know, they're on everything. They're on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. But follow along tonight. I know that uh, Cubs Authentics is having a great thing where you could win a base, uh, a, a um, game-use base. So a lot of fun happening tonight. So uh, I, I hope that next year, you know, we could all be together, all three of us, for the first time uh, at a Cubs social event like that. And, uh, you know, I, I miss not going tonight, and I hope everybody um, – like I said, I hope we get a good win and see what happens here. Keep it's the good vibes rolling. Absolutely my favorite event of the year. I'm glad that they decided to do it, even in this, like, weird. And I don't know why they couldn't think of, like, calling it Cubs Social Distance Night. Like, it <laughs> was right there for them. It was right there. And I had a, if you If you went to my Twitter today, at Crawley's Cubs, I had pictures going way, way back. Actually... Uh, with that shirt, Danny, that, that Danny's wearing all the way 2015, all the way up to the present. And, uh, 
it's it's always been a blast and so you get to meet some of the people behind the handles that you see and uh hang out and have drinks and 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 share your love of the cubs so next year hopefully i see you know see some of you guys out here yeah hell yeah well uh let's uh let's pinch it off here this little episode with a little uh cleveland indians lost game seven me and pachabell uh rocking it uh and uh we'll see you after the game we got a post game show if you enjoy our show Will you please support us at patreon.com slash sunranto? We put out the pre and post game show on that feed. So if you miss a show, you can hear what we talked about later if you care. And um, so patreon.com slash sunranto is how we keep the bills paid. All right, that's it. Here's Cleveland Indians lost game seven. Spagog. Spagog. Cleveland Indians. Gentlemen, when was the last time you shaved your nuts? I mean, come on. Quarantine's been going on. You know, you probably let yourself go a little bit. Possibly your balls are way too furry. Well, I've got the solution for you. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you confidence. And it's going to boost your body image. I can guarantee it. Got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. And that is very important because that's a bit of a sensitive area. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. Comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or possibly in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer and this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but we will judge you if you have hairy, smelly balls. So go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show, the Sunranto Show, will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, we're not at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Post game. Cups post game. Cups post game. Cups post game. From the Sun Rancho Show. Have Nagila, Havi, Nagila, Havi, Nagila. Oh, wasn't it a thing of beauty where, where everybody else was up there swinging like pigs? Javi Nagila comes through once again for the walk offer. Well, Does, doesn't try to do too much. Doesn't his, try to. His first two swings, though, yeah, were yeah. out of his shoes. I actually said that to my wife, like, the pitcher kind of helped him out by putting that one out there where he had to reach for it because that's a pitch that he can handle. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true because, yeah, if he could just dump that one uh, kind of, you know, through the wickets, uh, as they say. But, um, yeah, no, that was that was beautiful. The, my problem was with the, bat, the two batters before, you know, that, you know, Wilson oh, yeah. – and, you know, the, the Cubs are the bases loaded. Tonight happened a few times and, like, nothing happened. There's, this is another one of those games. And, and I know we win. We win. I shouldn't complain about a win, but I will. We win three to two, but absolutely this game should have been won by uh, more points than three. Than, or, well, one point is what you won by. And I know everybody's going to be mad that I just said points, but hey. <laughs> but yeah, Robert Sanchez writes in, the bases loaded monster almost got us again. It did get us. This game did not need to be 10 innings. We did not need to use how many pitchers? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers. You didn't, you know, you you went Kimbrel, you went Jeffers. That should have been it, you know, uh, you know, chalk it up there. But instead you got to go with Adam, you know, so now you'd, Luckily, we get the off day tomorrow. But anyway, Cubs win, uh, and Marky, uh, Mark, Marky Akulo writes in, Javi just saved me from an anxiety-driven night. I'm yeah. going to tell you, I'm not, guys, here's the thing, is you just try to find the ways that you're going to win. And, and I think two weeks ago, the Cubs lose this game. Today, they found a way to win. And I'm not going to complain about it because I'm starting to see more and more out of this offense. And that's what I've been looking for this whole time is to, to just start doing something. And so we, we walked into this game saying to ourselves, okay, uh, this is a pitcher that we, we aren't very familiar with. We don't know real well. And the Cubs kept it close and, and, and their bullpen again, you know, I know we have the old bull penis is terrible drop, but the bullpen really came through clutch tonight. And again, even John Lester, uh, did a great job as far as what he was doing as far as not allowing the game to get away. So I'm taking a look at this and saying, hey, this is a game that the Cubs won. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I was hoping they'd split the series. They won it. Keep rolling, man. Keep the winning streak going. Why Why? Why stop? Yeah, well, Lester, not quite as uh, effective as he was last time he was out there, but the result was better. I mean, two runs, uh, five innings. It's, you know, you hope he can get one more. But 
at least they didn't stick him out there in an inning that he wouldn't be able to handle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm all for him coming out of there in five with just the two runs. It's, um, it's it's all you expect out of Lester at this point, you know, and yep. yeah, anything else is gravy at this, you know, two runs, four hits, uh, five innings pitched. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, Our friend Sean says bullpen bullpenis has the second best ERA in September. It does. And and my my good friend Raji, see, this guy is literally the biggest pimp in the world. I love this guy. To death. He says Lester locked it up, though, and he did. And so you're going to sit there and 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 this was kind of funny. The infamous drone incident. Yeah. What the hell was going on with it? And, and why were people saying that it was me? Like, people are, I, a couple different people say, hey, Sonrento, you're, you're out there with your drone. I'm like, since when am I a drone guy? Like, I, I can barely work my iPad. Like, anybody <laughs> that knows me, like, when I was on Outside the Ivy last year with Luis and Michael, my iPad would be dead. And I couldn't get it back. I'd be on some weird screen. I'd be like, Michael, you got to help me. I'd be pointing down at my iPad. I can't see comments. Can't see any of this stuff. I can't even run it. I can uh, play multiple instruments, but I cannot run an iPad. John Pincus says I like non-concerned Crawley. John, that's, I've had a few drinks. Yeah, that's that's uh, Crawley, half in the bag Crawley. And besides, yeah. Crawley, you were already holding court all night. We should mention that we were on a social media night Zoom call with at Cubs. And a lot of our friends, you know, the, the ladies from Cup of Cubby Blue and Evan Altman showed up. The Bleacher Nation guys were hanging out. And uh, the uh, lo- uh, not Lockdown Cubs. Um, uh, away games podcast dude was there anyway a lot of people a lot of friends we met over the years randall sanders who designed this shirt i believe um yeah. actually he it, actually he corrected me at one point he said he did not design that shirt but he but everybody thinks he did i'm like just go with it then <laughs> <laughs> but randall um, has actually designed a bunch of shirts that me and him have sold together the cubs chemistry shirts yeah. uh the element shirts uh, randall's a genius yeah a, a lot of great people a lot of people that kind of you get to know over the years from being around the cubs uh showed up and had a Bunch of fun stories. Michael Bowling, who does all the YouTube stuff, hung out. Bleacher Jeff was on there. Michael Bowling actually went down to meet Bleacher Jeff. You know, uh, they had an old style in the street, illegally, I might add. But just, like, look at this screenshot. Like, there we all are. A bunch of Cub fans hanging out uh, just on Zoom. Uh, it's not exactly the way you draw it up, but, you know, we've definitely had a lot of, uh, Luis was there. Uh, we definitely have had a lot of fun there at the actual event in years past, but thank you to at Cubs and the Cubs and Travis who, who, uh, to, for putting all that together because, Hey, we had a great night and it, you know, it's it wasn't ideal, but, uh, we had a lot of fun. And, and you take a look at what the Cubs did and, 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 you know, again, all these memories, the first run of the game scores on a wild pitch by John Lester. And if you remember when he came into game seven, he threw that wild pitch that got past Rossi. So, you know, that's what makes it one nothing. But how about Jason Hayward, guys? He singles on a fly ball to center field, the Delano de Shields. Kyle Schwarber scores. And just, God, what is what Hayward has just been absolutely amazing. And then another guy, you know, we didn't know what Encarnacion was going to bring. He brought really kind of nothing, but Cameron Mabin. Singles on a ground ball to Lindor and Javi Baez scores. That was great. So the Cubs end up with a 2-1 lead. Oscar yeah, Mar- I like what Mabin's been doing the last couple nights. Uh, he, he looks like he can actually, you know, he looks like he can handle it, and he's quick. He looks quick, at least. 
Did yeah. you see that outfield play he made yeah. in left field to save some runs? Yeah, Schwarber yep. as the DH yeah, that does dive. not make. Yeah, Schwarber does not make that play. Uh, most I, I've never seen him make that play. I mean, he might try to make that play, and maybe he gets lucky. But I've never right, seen him. and and maybe it does look a little sketchy on uh, those some of those high fly balls. Like I told, I was happy he got he gets there early. Because he kind of wiggles around underneath of it for a while before he catches it. And that makes me a little nervous. But have you noticed his crosses eye black? His eye black is it's it's in crosses. It's like here and then here. So he does oh, no, I he just doesn't that. does he just doesn't do the eye black like this. It's like this and this. Which kind of made it but I wonder like eye black at night? Well, I well, wear the, my eye black at night. So well, when you're going to look up into the into the lights, I think it's supposed to help at that point too. Yep. So we get to the bottom of the tenth. We're playing clown ball at this point. Runner on second uh, after after the ninth inning. We get into the bottom of the tenth, and uh, you know you start with Ian Happ on second base, which is a good guy to have on second base, a guy who has some speed, and then Bryant. I, how many times, guys, the last couple of days have I been saying Brian's swinging a good bat? Brian's swinging a good bat. He singles on a ground ball to left fielder Jeff Naylor, uh, Josh Naylor. Hap goes to third. They intentionally walk Rizzo. And then this is where you Hap, guys are talking Hap about. Looked a, but Hap looked a little sketchy on that run. Like, I get that he has to hold up right there, but he was, like, running back to second, and I think that kept him at third. If he just stops – I mean, there's there's no point. There's no force at second. They're going to have to run him down if they want that out. You know well, what I mean? I don't know. It just here, here's a question. Was and I and I don't know the answer. Was Billy Hamilton already in that game? I know he came in. He was he was already in. Right? They brought him in in the tenth. When did Billy Hamilton come in? Because I, I was just Billy wondering Hamilton when I, didn't. Play did he? Yeah, he no, played. He did. Yeah, he, was he, he ended up going out there. He got no at bats, but I'm just wondering when did he come into the game? Oh, okay, and, I see. Because I was just like, because I saw Hap out there, and like Hap's not a bad dude. He's not slow or anything. But you know, you're like, that's why you have Billy Hamilton is to have him pitch hit for Hap there. You know but, what I mean? But you're looking at uh, when I, I, I don't think when I was looking at it, it, you had con- bases loaded and Contreras strikes out. And then bases loaded and Schwarber strikes out. Now you're starting to be like, oh, God, here comes the, the bases loaded monster. And Javi comes through clutch. I think that's so. Uh, yeah, they, they put Hamilton in for maybe top of the 10th. Yeah. And then they, yeah. and they moved Hap over to left field. Yeah. So that's and then you don't him. then you don't have anybody out there for your outfield. I mean, you could have brought maybe Bodie into third and put. If uh, you knew, KB you already you already knew. Well, no, because he was. The, all, yeah, here's right. my point. You already knew that the runner that Ian Happ was going to be the runner on second in the bottom of the tenth inning. You already yeah. knew that at the top of the tenth inning. So why don't you defensive switch? Uh, that's when Hamilton came into the game in the top of the tenth. You're right. Why don't you just uh, put him in for Happ a straight up switch? And leave Mabin in. What is what is the point of not using Billy Hamilton? And is the only reason he's on this team is to is run. For, is to run <laughs> and to run fast. And instead, you you don't even you put him in in center for the defensive replacement, which is fine. It's what you do. But you could have had both. I and agree I with you. So I don't understand why that didn't happen. Like we win the game, but you know me, I like I just complain. Well, I we complain, win the I game. Complain. 
but we had to load the bases. We had to do all this stuff. Like it, it took a little longer than we had kind of hoped. You know what I mean? Like on that, that KB hit, I, I don't know if Hamilton can score there, but yeah, he's trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We won. We won. I'll stop. We won. Stop, I swear. We won. <laughs> and by the way, Cubs haven't lost since they took Javi out of the four spot. This so streak had- started with the five spot, and now he's in the six spot. It's a much better place for him in this lineup. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of hits tonight. Ian Happ, one for five. You had Chris Bryant, one, one for four. Rizzo, one for three. Nine. Uh, Nine hits. That's not so bad. Not bad. Um, but, again, extra innings. Contreras, over four. Schwarber, over four. Baez with a good game. Uh, he went two for five. Hayward, one for three. Uh, Maven. Two for three, looking good. Kipnis 0 for 1. Uh, Hamilton didn't get in a bat. And uh, Nico Horner, 1 for 2, but defensively made a little shaky play there. Look, look at the lob, though. Look at that left on base. <laughs> 24 left on base. Double-digit strikeouts. That's what happens when you oh, blow I the you bases. Meant, I thought you meant the lob from Adam to uh, – to KB that KB had to use every inch of his body to bring down for that <laughs> for that out at third. Indians box again. You're you're taking a look at 17 left on base. You know what I mean. So nobody really crushed the Cubs tonight. But the bullpen is the bullpen is what you really look at. Five innings by Lester gave up two runs. Yep. But Tapera, Wick, Kimbrel, Jeffers, Adam. You know, uh, there's only one hit given up that entire time. Yeah, and- Jeffers was a bit pissed off on that. Uh, with the just kind of a little bit too lackadaisical by Horner on the on the play, he was playing way back, uh, and it's like he he wasn't taking that into account when he brought the ball up and threw it in because well, then they took his ass out of the game. So, yep. right, you know. there, I, I'm sure that there was a learning moment, and somebody pulled him aside and said, "Dude, don't do that again," because that sucked. Yeah, it did. It. I mean, that could have been the game. Jeffress, luckily, uh, can get through that. Like he's he's, you know, that's not a mental issue for him. But still, it was ugly. And then we take a look at the Indians pitching, and and again, you know, same thing that uh, we never saw this Savale, and he went six innings, seven hits, two runs. But their bullpenis did pretty good until they got to Matten and at the end, and there's really, like I said, nothing. Will to- you look at the earned run average of the ghost of Oliver Perez? One seventy two. You throw with your left hand and have some movement and some trickery to you. You'll last forever. I, like, lo- I love watching him pitch because he's doing something different with each windup. Yeah. Yeah. He's, just, know, he's up there tricking you. I mean, he's he's like a Satchel Page. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, he'll play till he's 60. Yeah. You know, if he keeps doing that, it doesn't matter. He'd throw a fucking 75. It won't matter. I well, he's that. throwing 91, 92. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting a, it up there quick enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a video of him the other day from 2002 or 2003, like facing the Cubs. It was like, holy shit! Like, honestly, he's like the guy's been around longer than my kids. He's, he's like, bat- he's up there against Sammy Sosa and shit, and you're just like, oh, I don't like. It feels like a completely different lifetime. 
Steve writes in, Oliver Perez is the Julio Franco, Franco of pitchers. And and uh, coincidentally enough, uh, the last time I saw Oliver Perez pitch live was when he was with the Mets like two decades ago. And I watched Julio Franco take it at bat for the Mets <laughs> at age 50, probably in the same game. So... Anyhow, that uh, that's uh, it, it, I love it when old guys can stick out. Gives Manny, me hope. Manny, Gives me Ramir- hope. Manny Ramirez was just cut, so his baseball career looks like it's probably over. Manny Ramirez? You, you mean man? Manny Rodriguez? No, Manny Ramirez. No, he, he was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't so, he playing in Asia somewhere? He wasn't it, on a major league team. Uh, uh, it, r- fun with fish rights and Oliver Perez was a waiter at the last supper. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I thought of Jamie Moyer too, Sean, uh, John writes in about Jamie, Jamie Moyer pitched till he is 49 and he was a starter. Yeah. I, I watched him pitch his rookie year in 1987 <laughs> and, 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 uh, I was what, 13. Yeah. And then I watched he, he him was, pitch. He was pitching to Dawson. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, and, and then I watched him pitch when he was with uh, the Mets. No, no, with the Phillies, and they would play the Mets a lot while I was living out in New York. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. Um, so getting back to the game, uh, I don't know, man. It, it it seems to me, I'm looking at the box here again. You know, you got you got everybody except for Kyle Schwarber up above 200 now. You know, it, and I know this is the year that 200 is the new. Th- Two two eighty, <laughs> maybe two hundred. I don't know. Two fifty. Yeah, no, two hundred is yeah. the new two fifty or something like that. Yeah, you know. So you know when you when you're seeing kind of like the bats that you expect to wake up the last two nights, and this is in last three games, I would say. Uh, when you see them waking up consistently, because that's the thing we've seen them wake up. They just go right back to sleep again. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like a, a Sunday hangover that you're just not getting out of bed for. And this time, it seems it seems a little different. And so, if you're gonna get hot, now's the time. Now Nick, is the time to get hot. Nick Gentry says over under at how much the old Dick Mountain will throw. I swear to God, Rich Hill. Rich Hill. We will yeah. see him coming up. Yeah, yeah. it's very possible. But he's, that- he's going against Hendricks, I think. You know, it, it's one of these things that's just funky. But taking a look now, guys, the Cubs are seven and three in their last ten games. So there was a long stretch where we were going five and five, four and six, uh, and and now all of a sudden seven and three at the end of the season. There's another team that's seven and three, which is Cincinnati, which has overtaken St. Louis for second place. Yeah. And so you have Cincinnati, um, you have St. Louis, Milwaukee, and then Pittsburgh. So right now the uh, Cincinnati Reds and St. Louis are tied um, for second place. St. Louis has less in the loss column, but they've obviously played less games. And then Milwaukee's trying to hang on here, but it's getting more and more interesting the longer we go on here in in trying to figure out postseasons. Again, if the postseason was played today, the Cubs would play in the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, and I, 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 we should probably look into what that means because obviously we nobody's seen the Phillies this year. Uh, they do have Bryce Harper on their team. Uh, I, you know, they've, you know, and any. Oh, I accidentally moved us. And any any team with, uh, you know, a, a Bryce Harper on it and some great young players. Aaron Nola. Aaron pitching. Nola pitching. Uh, yeah. Who else? They have another really good pitcher too. That it's just escaping me right now. Yeah. Um, 
They've yeah. had injury problems, though, and I know Reese Hopkins, which is one of the yeah, sluggers, just got injured. Hoskins, Hoskins, yeah. Hoskins, and so, you know, you take a look, and and, and, and here's the thing, guys. You, all you got to do right now is is get in the postseason, get the best seed you can, and then whatever happens, happens. You know, you can't you can't control anything. All of these teams that are going to be in the um, – in the postseason, for the most part, you don't see too many bad teams, and uh, you know you're you're going to have to win. Your pitching's going to have to outpitch them. Your hitters are going to have to outslug them, and the, and your bullpen's going to have to outlast them. And that's how it's going to go. So you want to put yourself in the best position to win. That's by getting the best seed. I don't know if you're going to catch the Dodgers, probably not, but at least get yourself the number two seed and, and see what happens from there. I mean, there's not a team. You know, in you play the Phillies. I, I kind of want to play the Cardinals, and I know that's crazy talk, but I just think it would be more fun to beat them, and I think they are more beatable in many ways because I'm I'm looking at the Phillies here. They got Zach Wheeler, you know. Uh, they got well, they got Zach Eflin. They've got a couple Zachs <laughs> that they could throw at you. Uh, Vince Velasquez, who's decent, like they, you know, in a three game series. Every team's going to be throwing everything, and in, in addition to Aaron Nola, every team's going to be throwing everything at that series. And obviously you want to just, like, go up big in game one, score a bunch of runs early in the game so that you can just, like, let leave your starter out there and not have to, you know, wreck your entire uh, – all your starters and your bullpen because there are no days off in this in these playoffs. No. And when, Sean, and well, between between difference. series, yeah, between series is the only days off. They'll they'll run it like it's a regular, uh, you know, like like they've been playing. Like well, you got every day, yeah. but you right. got to have depth. Then you know what I mean. Yeah. So you get through that three. You probably get through that three gamer okay. Hopefully, it just takes two games to do it. But Sean, that five gamer is tough for us. Sean, well, you need an up. offense. Sean, Sean brings up a good point. Was this last Lester's last start at Wrigley? Jesse Rogers is tweeting out. John Lester said there's a lot of emotions going through his mind entering this start. It is possible it was his last start at Wrigley Field. Yeah, possible. Yeah. No, because they'll get the they'll get the first series at home, and I think John Lester gets one of those three starts. I mean, now if it goes, if the Cubs win the first two, then John Lester doesn't. Yeah, then John Lester wouldn't pitch, and that's yeah. how it would be his last start. His last start as a Cub will be somewhere at a Menards Depot <laughs> and, and down in Arlington, Texas, yeah. that ugly-ass stadium. But I will Did, tell you that John Lester is probably going to go down as the greatest free agent signing in Cubs history. And uh, that guy that guy brought it as much as anybody. That guy gritted it out no matter what. And, and how privileged were we to be a part of that, to see those John Lester starts – this run from 2015 to 2020, I know we kind of get pissy. We get down. That's hell. The name of the group is the ranters, you know, ranting about this and that, but John Lester has really been one of those guys that um, to me was a, was an absolute privilege to watch pitch. And uh, I hope he, if he's going to go out, he goes out a winner as much as the Cubs can, you know, I hope he gets to go out like David Ross got to go out with on on people's shoulders after winning the World Series and breaking his nose on a wire during the World Series parade. That's what I hope happens. And and uh, drunken Travis Wood comes back with his cooler full of beer and his and his vest. And it, it, I want all that stuff. I mean, you know, twenty twenty is such a messed up year that it, I have no idea. Uh, it, you know what. I, well, I have no idea like how I would feel about 
you know, winning the World Series, but I want to know what it feels like. Like, I want to know what it's like to win the World Series in 2020, even though it's asterisked and all that stuff. I think that, uh, you know, why the hell not? Why not us? Somebody's got to. And even though there's other teams that are, you know, probably have more talent, you know, on them right now, I, I don't, I look at the Cubs and I see how long they've been together and I believe in them. Right. You know, I, I believe in this core, and I believe they know that they're about done. You know, this you, core is done. You, 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 you have a run here, and all you can do right now at this point is try to get in and see what you can do. And and that's where I sit there and say to myself, the Cubs have as good a chance as any. Um, I do want to see what Jose, Jose Quintana can do if he can come back, if he can help out. Again, he doesn't have to be a starter. He can be somebody that eats three to four innings like in a night like tonight. Or, or just a starter knowing he's only going three innings. All right. Like, I, how about, how about uh, this? You know, remember how like Mike Montgomery, who's not a closer, uh, you know, ended up closing the World Series in uh, 2016, if, if you recall <laughs> what happened there. Yep. But uh, Caleb Webb writes in, uh, all right, Cubs versus White Sox World Series in Arlington, Texas, 2020 in a nutshell. I totally agree. Now imagine this. Jose Quintana is on the mound. Game seven. Against, oh, versus Eloy. Eloy. Game seven strikes him out. And then from then on in, Cubs are like, Cubs won the trade. Oh, <laughs> that is that, they how totally it would. Needs to go down. Oh, I could that just, would just be the, envision it. Envision it, and it'll happen. I that would be the greatest oh. scenario for that trade ever. And so Natum says Anthony Grizzle should go down as one of the greatest trades. Absolutely. That was Anthony Rizzo for Andrew Kashner. Uh, to San Diego, that that's obviously huge. Um, as far as how do you guys feel about the bubble and no playoffs in Chicago? The first round would be Chicago. The NLCS and the World Series would be in Texas. And DS. Yeah. Uh, the DS. Yeah, DSCS. It's the wild card round and, and then you go to the bubble. Okay. Then yeah. the bubble. So. All the all the S's are there. The wild card has no S's in it. It's a wild card series. And and again, a pissed off. <sighs> I, I, I'm going to try to stay positive, but just annoyed that I'm seeing, you know, and, and Michael, I know you talked about this a lot. We talked about this in the show, but just in general, a lot of what's happening now that we dislike the runner on second, the expanded it's postseason garbage it, it, that's going to stay next year. That, that's well, they're, they're working on it. Uh, but interestingly enough, uh, tonight, uh, the Dodgers clinched a playoff spot. They're the first team to do it. Um, it's the equivalent of, clinching with 30 plus games left to go in a regular season. And uh, Dave Roberts, when asked about how like San Diego is doing and stuff, he's like, we don't even care. It, you know, he, he basically said that the playoff seating, now that the playoff format is official, that there isn't an incentive to win the division beyond simply wanting to win it. As far as the benefit, it's non-existent. That's from a tweet from Jorge Castillo, who is interviewing. And, I mean, and that's the problem. Dave Roberts just put it out there. There's no incentive to have a good team anymore. And, All and- you got to do is get into the playoffs, and when you let every fucking team in except for the Pirates and whoever else sucks, I don't know. But you, you only let, like – you know, more than half the teams get in, then it doesn't matter whether you win your division or not. I mean, and there's the no seating, buy. 
There's no buy. The seeding is BS. Like, who cares? Like, one yep. through eight, anybody can beat anybody at any given time. We lost two or three to the Tigers. Like, the Dodgers could show up in Detroit sometime and just, like, lose two or three. Like, and then they're going home, you know? And um, I don't know. It, it, right. Yeah, you it can spend like a shit BS, ton yeah. of money. You can spend a shit ton of money and get bounced in a three-game series. Easy. Because you don't get that chance. Mm-hmm. Or you can spend no money. Rickets spend no money and fucking come in at like, I don't know, 79, 80 wins on the season. So losing record, get into the playoffs with that eight seed because you're like, well, we just have to bounce that first team in, in a three game series. And then even if they don't, we were in the playoffs. They claim they were in the playoffs. They claim they had a good team, even like though that's everybody some big, knows. Right. Like that's some big accomplishment. Right. Yeah. The, the wild card, as it always has been, is not the playoffs. And if you're mm-hmm. a wild card team, you're not a playoff team. Even though they try and make that fucking claim all the time, I've been on this for years now. It's, it's a play in team. And yeah. if, but if they, if the wild card team has to play the number one team, well, then that kind of goes out. The window. You yeah, are a playoff I, team I, because you're playing the toughest spot. I, I think it was harder for Yadier Molina to make his hair look like ramen noodles than it was than it would be to make a playoff and, and this I, year. I, and I'm sad because I feel like we're in the minority on this in general about the expanded playoffs. So, I, I, there's a surprise. Oh, us in the minority? Oh. It's because we're paying attention. Yeah. The people who pay attention to this shit are in the minority because like most people don't fucking pay attention to any sport. They're like, I'm a big Cubs fan. Oh yeah. How many games you watch? Oh, I mean, I, I, I catch a little bit, you know, I look at the highlights. I watch ESPN, you know, like they have no fucking clue what's really going on unless you're really watching it all the time. Yeah, same and, thing and with football, basketball, Brett, everything. Brett Taylor wrote about, he's like, well, that would be a shame and not make the regular season worth, to, worth, uh, way less, you know, and everybody that follows baseball feels this way, you know, right. that people are like, I mean, it, I, I even think about the seven inning double headers, you know, and I was like, okay, here's how I can get the only way I can get by, uh, get away th- that they can get away with seven inning double headers is if it was one admission and I got to watch, 14 innings of baseball. Yep. You know, and I got to just go to a whole day, day of baseball, two games, whatever, 17 double headers. Fine. You can, but you know, they're not going to do that. That's how they're going to market this is two separate games of seven innings so that you can bring your kid who can't sit through a three hour game and in two hours, you just get in, get out. Cause that's what half the crowd on Saturday does anyway. They leave after take me out to the ball game and they're like, that's uh, people just want to take me out of the ball game. And then they get out of there anyhow. Yeah. So let's just, so let's just do that. So that is the plan. I think ultimately, and they're like, Hey, then, you know, we'll have to think of the hourly wage employees that are now working less hours. Like think, think of all of it, you know, now, John Pinkus said, there. wouldn't the union wouldn't like it? I would say you have more money coming in from playoff revenue, from TV revenue. That's the big thing. And so you hope that that money trickles down to the players. Uh, well, so- everybody gets a playoff share, no matter what level they go into that is above and beyond their contract. So the union is actually going to be in favor of this because it's more of their players getting a playoff share, even if it is just wild card. 
Yeah. Little Yumpers said wild card used to be best of five until they expanded it until two teams. There used to be one wild card team and they would play against the number one seed, the best record. And yeah. so Little Yumper, what ended up happening is when they expanded it to two, that was a smarter move because then what happened is the two wild card teams played each other and then the loser would have to immediately go and play or the winner would have to immediately go and play the number one seed. So they're ready down their ace pitcher. And there was, so there was incentive. You don't want to be in that one game wild card because it's so effing random. And part of the reason they did that is because the wild card teams were generally the hottest team at the end of the season would make a run. They would get in. 2007 Rockies, 2003 uh, Marlins, right? Weren't they a wild card team? And they get in, they get to play the top seeded team in a in a short series. Five games is a short series, and they get to knock them off because they're on this roll, right? And it's in and that was creating the situation where wild card teams were advancing a lot farther than really people were all that comfortable with in the brass. So when yeah, they added and now, the wild card and made it one game, that was brilliant. Well, yeah. and now they're just they're just going with it. They're like, okay, you have a losing record, sure you're in, and you play the number one seed, and like, who cares? Like, maybe it is the Marlins and the Dodgers. I could see the Marlins beating them. Like, why not? Facebook, games? Facebook user says like that some big accomplishment, quote unquote, having some people on this feed justified men's accessibilities based on his ability to make the playoffs with some baseballs, uh, the best players in baseball. Um, again, Madden didn't have this expanded. How many teams are we talking here? We're talking about two from each. That's six, eight teams as opposed to five. Correct. Madden never had a losing team or a yeah. 500 team in the playoffs. Right? Like, he was in there with, like, 95 wins, 93 yeah. wins. You know, they, they won more in Madden's tenure than any other manager that they've ever had. The only year we missed was last year. And yeah. that was due to, like, a well, a total shitting of the bed. And uh, Hobby injured, injured, heavy yeah, injured, injured. Uh, Rizzo, Rizzo injured, everybody Brian got injured, hurt. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, everybody got hurt, yeah. Right, but so, they could have had it been expanded playoffs. They still would have been in. But it would have been garbage because that team wasn't good enough to do anything. Do, do the Cubs make the playoffs last year in in current situation? I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. If there's eight teams, oh, they fucking have to. Well, they right? they, they wouldn't it, have done anything. We had no players. I, I think it would have been real close because they really, at the end, they lost like eight or nine in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, and they, so were, dropped out. they were. They were 84 and 78. So as it would stand, they would be the second wild card team. Yeah. And uh, they would have played the Mets. Or no, no. The Mets would have been the first wild card team. And we would have played the Dodgers as the final wild card. So 84 and 78, you still would have made it in, had a three game series with the Dodgers. That would have been last year. So. But that's 84 and 78. That's honestly, that's not a great year. That's not a year that you should be getting it fucking excited about. You know, like I mean, us well, old cup fans are just where happy you were the year with, before. Yeah. When I you mean, were in 90 win territory and now you're at 84, you're not getting excited about that. Yeah. Well guys, so, just to kind of take a look ahead now. You know, the Cubs did what they had to do. They they beat a, and again, a good pitching team in Cleveland, one of the best pitching teams in baseball. They took two games from them. And so now you focus on Minnesota licking their wounds from a tough series with the White Sox. You got an interesting matchup on Friday with Rich Hill, former Cub, versus Kyle Hendricks. 
And so, you know, this right here is at Wrigley, three-game series. So you're coming down to your final stretch. You're going to have a, a AL Central bookend here where you have the Twins for three and then the Pirates for four and then the White Sox for three. And as I keep saying, that Pirates series – They have no reason to even play anymore. Nobody on the Pirates should give a shit anymore. Some of them should just opt out for the fuck of it. And just, you should literally take all four, minimum, minimum three games there. Minimum four games. (laughs) I'm I'm coming out. Well, and and the Twins are going to be tough. And, uh, you know, I do like that Rich Hill, Hendricks, uh, matchup, you know, it's like the the soft toss and special, you know, a lot lot of off speed in that that one. And then uh, you got Alec Mills. In game two, which, uh, who just pitched a no hitter. If you remember, that wasn't too long ago. Uh, and then he's going up again against Pineda, who's one and oh with the 357. And then, and then you got Darvish in the last game. So you're, you're throwing some heavy hitters out there, uh, for us. And by the way, they're all night games, even Sunday. That's a six o'clock start because this stupid game's on ESPN. So that sucks. And then does that mean the Cubs automatically lose? Should we just absolutely bet on like the house on that? Well, it's, and, and it's Jose Barrios, um, going up and he's a good pitcher, but he's got a 415 ERA this year, but, uh, almost 60 strikeouts. You Darvish, uh, who has almost 80 strikeouts right now. And now down to a 186 ERA due to a scoring change in today's, uh, in yesterday's ball game where a hit was now ruled an, an error. And, um, anyway, his, his ERA went down under two, but you know, this, we got our, our good guys going. We got, I, I think, you know, you look forward to the twins. If you take two or three from a really good team like that, you're, you know, you're going to be happy, but you know, I don't know. I'm I'm looking for Alec Mills to pitch another no hitter. <laughs> Why not? Oh well, yeah, you, because back to back no hitters probably haven't happened since like the seventies or something. It's, like. it's twenty twenty. I'm just gonna throw shit out there. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? I want a Cubs Sacks World Series, want Kitana on the mound, striking out uh, uh you know uh Jimenez, Eloy. Uh, I want what else do I want? I want double no hitters. Um but taking a look at this, in all honesty, guys, the team right now right behind us are the Reds. The Reds have three games with a smoking hot White Sox next. So that's not going to be easy for the Reds. Then they have three games with Milwaukee. You wonder if Milwaukee's still at that point going to be fighting for their playoff life. They're kind of probably on life support. And then three games with Minnesota. So it's not like uh, it's not like – Cincinnati has an easy road to it. Now we know the Cardinals and the Brewers have another five games against each other. So that ought to be interesting to see how this all kind of shakes out. And so, uh, you know, St. St. Louis has the easy road with Pittsburgh this weekend, but they also have a double header, but they're playing one, two, three, four, five games against Pitt, three games against KC, which they suck. And Milwaukee has uh, another one, two, three, four, five games with Milwaukee. So again, don't worry about those guys. Win two out Just of three. Win, yeah. win series. Win series, and you're you are the number two seed. Yeah, I think the magic number is eight for the Cubs, right? I think that's for the playoffs, not for the Central. Oh, I thought that was actually. Well, I thought the the magic number for the division was eight, and I think for the playoffs it's less than that, but maybe not. Well, and and also the the other thing you you got to look at is too is like the loss column. And the Cubs only have 20 losses. Uh, St. Louis has 23. They are the next 
in in losses going down. And they've only played 45 games to the Cubs 50. So they're still five games behind us uh, as far as that goes. And then, but if you look at Cincinnati, they already got 26 losses. So do the Brewers. You know, they've played, the Cincinnati's already played two more games. So Milwaukee actually has a little bit of a better chance. They, they got, well, anyway, it's in their hands. To be able to get there right now, I mean, it's it's all locked up. In fact, let's root for mayhem. How about we get a little like three way tie action at the end of this uh, this series, and then they've got to play a whole three way tiebreaker situation. Oh, it, well, you you know they would just go to fucking criteria or something, and then and then they'd put St. Louis in because they handled the COVID situation so well. Well, those idiots, you know what they did? They made it 10 games. They made it 10 games. You could have a straight-up tie-tie. You couldn't even – and then they, what did they do, run differential? Like, what are we getting down to? Well, the magic number now is actually eight. So right. we're at eight games for the mag- for, to clinch the division. Andre Dawson. So. All right. Okay, well, I, I guess uh, we don't have a game tomorrow, but we do have one on Friday. Uh, we'll, we will be coming to you before that game, which I think is probably a 7.15 start, so it'll probably be here around 6.30. Uh, uh, if you like what we do, if you enjoy our post-game shows, uh, why don't you help us play the pay the bills at patreon.com com slash sunranto and um, – yeah, all all the money goes basically towards us making this show. <laughs> so right now, eventually, there's a percentage that goes to my white claws. Yeah, there's, there's a certain percentage goes to white claws. Certain percentage uh, will go to tickets and beer next year. Uh, and um, anyway, thanks for watching and uh, love Cub fans. We had a fun night with social media night. It's been a it's been a uh, fun week so far. Cubs are scoring runs. The uh, the, the other teams are treading water kind of feeling good about what's going on right steve now. usher says we should do a spring training schedule release special show tomorrow since there's no game all right we're <laughs> gonna just let michael take that all on this gonna, michael, I, was, I was gonna say you guys handle that one and i'll bow out of it like here it is there's, there's your there's your special show okay uh, there only there's only one weekend worth even going yeah, yeah, it's the 20th and 21st, Diamondbacks versus Angels. It's the only time the Cubs play two games at Slow Park. So, ain't no laws with the claws. And uh, we'll, uh, I guess we'll see you on Friday. And uh, Spagog, everybody, uh, what are we going out with? Oh, man. Dude, can we do coming back to Wrigley just because I was talking it up today? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, thanks for talking. And, and Crawley talking up the whole time. I'm, I'm going to hire him as my personal uh, publicist. So, yeah, here's coming back to Wrigley. Spagog, y'all. Spagog. Spagog. Coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.